You are listening to Western Iowa's Information Leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your midday news for Friday, February 23rd, 2024. The second of four planned Carroll Chamber of Commerce and Carroll County Growth Partnership Legislative Forums is scheduled for this weekend. The approximately hour-long forum features District 6 Senator Jason Schultz of Schleswig and District 11 Representative Brian Best of Glidden beginning at 10 a.m. in the Carroll Des Moines Area Community College Not Commons. The legislators will provide brief opening comments before answering questions prepared by the Chamber and CCGP Legislative Committee. If time allows, attendees can ask questions concerning pending issues at the State House. Two other forums are scheduled, March 23rd at New Hope and Carroll and April 27th at the Glidden Public Library. The Carroll County Cattlemen's Association is ready to roll for its annual banquet coming up this weekend. The event is once again being held in the Arcadia Legion Hall. For those who missed out on ticket pre-sales, Cattlemen's Association member Brett Greaves says that doesn't mean you can't attend. That night, you can come and get a ticket at the door for only $30 at the Arcadia Legion Hall on uh, Saturday night at 5.30. The evening's menu includes a prime rib dinner prepared by Litterdale Country Store. Following dinner, they will announce the recipients of the 2024 Carroll County Cattlemen's Association scholarships. Cody Erickson says they'll also be providing more information about their new Beef Builders program, which has generated a lot of interest already. We've had a lot of questions so far since we've put it on the radios. So, you know, Beef Builder Program, $7,500 interest-free loan for five years for somebody looking to invest in the beef industry. You know, get started, get involved, whatever it might be, age 12 to 25, a way to get somebody started. The auction is expected to begin around 7.30 p.m. Saturday night. Erickson says they have an impressive lineup for bidders this year. We've actually, a couple years, we've been kind of working on trying to do something cool and interesting and one-of-a-kind. Well, this year we did it. We got a 28-gauge Beretta shotgun, and we had it engraved, custom engraved, through Quant's Coatings here in town. Highlighting it definitely on the Facebook page. This year we decided to dabble in with the ladies. Got a few cowhide things and western gear type of deal, so baskets that are donated. Money raised during the auction goes to support the organization's operations and annual scholarships. Again, the 2024 Carroll County Cattlemen's Association Banquet begins at 5.30 p.m. Saturday night at the Arcadia Legion Hall. Tickets are available for $30 at the door. In a long-awaited move, the Environmental Protection Agency has finally issued a ruling on a request from eight Midwestern governors to allow year-round sales of E15. However, the EPA's final rule comes with a significant delay, pushing implementation from 2024 to 2025, making it two and a half years late. Iowa Renewable Fuels Association Executive Director Monty Shaw expressed mixed sentiments, saying, Obviously, we're glad there's a final rule implementing the governor's action under the Clean Air Act to allow year-round sales of E15, but the last-minute delay in implementation means motorists face fewer options and higher prices at the pump this summer. This further delay is unnecessary and unjustified. The eight governors had submitted their request in April 2022 with the EPA legally required to respond within 90 days. However, the agency waited until March of 2023, almost a year later, to propose approval. The draft rule was not sent to the Office of Management and Budget for interagency review until December 2023. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds, a key figure in pushing for year-round E15, 
expressed frustration at the EPA's delays. She says after continuous delays by the EPA to allow year-round sales of E15 fuel, consumers across the country can finally look forward to lower-cost, cleaner-burning year-round E15 in 2025. Nearly two years ago, I organized a bipartisan coalition of eight Midwest governors to join me in challenging the EPA's refusal to allow E15 sales during summer months. Finally, our request is approved. However, the EPA's unjustified delays come at a cost for drivers and the environment. Reynolds intends to pursue a waiver to allow summer sales of E15 in Iowa this year. Various political figures, including including U.S. Senators Chuck Grassley and Jody Ernst and Iowa Secretary of Agriculture Mike Negg, welcomed the EPA's decision but criticized the delayed implementation until 2025. And Iowa 4th District U.S. Representative Randy Feenstra visited Stewart Memorial Community Hospital earlier this week to tour the hospital's rehabilitation services, obstetrics, and emergency departments in Lake City. As a member of the Science, Space, and Technology Committee in the U.S. House, Feenstra noted the hospital's willingness to adopt cutting-edge equipment and technology. Following the tour, discussions were held with SMCH CEO Len Block, hospital board member Teresa Hildreth, and Lake City Mayor Mike Schleisman. The focus of the conversation centered on Feenstra's congressional efforts to expand rural health care and promote telehealth in rural communities. Feenstra emphasized his commitment to sustaining rural hospitals and fortifying the rural health care workforce. Block highlighted Stewart Memorial's dedication to offering services like orthopedic surgery locally, reducing the need for patients to travel long distances for procedures. Block stressed the importance of rural critical access facilities advocating for legislative improvements to enhance services and community well-being. Stewart Memorial Community Hospital, which is a critical access hospital in Lake City, recently completed a $31 million renovation project, earning recognition as an 11-time Top Workplace Award winner. A photo from Representative Feenstra's visit on Wednesday is included with this story on our website. And we do need to step away here for just a moment. More news on the way, including another story from Representative Feenstra's visits here in the listening area this week. And more coming up after the break on KCIM. Hi, this is Mike Franey from Mid-Iowa Insurance and Real Estate. The insurance industry has taken on many changes this past year. Rates have increased, policies have been non-renewed, and we've even seen companies put moratoriums on their agents. At Mid-Iowa, we are a local independent agency representing a wide variety of companies. We are positioned to work hand-in-hand with you to find you the best rate for the coverage you need. So if you are seeing changes in your insurance, I invite you to give us a call or simply stop by. We can help you. It's always better together. Mid-Iowa Insurance and Real Estate and you. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. The Coon Rapids, Baird, and Glen Ralston Community School Districts have announced the finalists for the shared superintendent position uh, this week. The two candidates were selected out of four semifinalists after the Tuesday screening interviews held by both school boards. One of those finalists is Michael Gossin, who currently serves as the elementary principal for Mount Pleasant Community Schools. As principal, Gossin led the 68 district staff members and professional development initiatives and oversaw two school buildings with 350 students. Gossin is seeking his doctorate in philosophy with a superintendent license from Drake University, obtaining the degree this spring. The other finalist is Thomas Ritter, who currently serves as the superintendent of Logan Magnolia Community Schools. Ritter has managed the district for the past 10 years, marking his accomplishments as overseeing the passage of a $12.4 million bond that was issued in March of 2022. Ritter has also exemplified recruiting, hiring, supervising, evaluating, and training personnel in the Logan Magnolia District and organized one-to-one technology for every student at the school. 
The two finalists will be invited to the Coon Rapids Baird and Glen Ralston school buildings to conduct final in-person interviews on February 27th with these school boards and a hiring committee made up of teachers, staff, students, and community members. After the interviews, a decision will be made shortly when both boards can come together and the name of that selected individual will be, will be released then. Once accepted, the next superintendent will begin leading the districts on July 1st. Northwestern Mutual and Carroll held a roundtable on Wednesday afternoon with District 4 Representative Randy Feenstra. Feenstra discussed his work serving on the House Ways and Means Committee and his continued support of helping individuals invest for their future, just like Northwestern Mutual helps their clients. Feenstra says the biggest concern is Social Security's solvency and how there will be cuts unless things are changed. I'm on the Social Security Task Force in Congress. I sit on their subcommittee, and we realize that in eight years, it's going to go bankrupt. And I told them that every senior is going to be cut 25% if we don't do something. So we've got to do something. We've got to act, and we've got to use private organizations also. So we're working through that because I don't want anybody to have a cut in their Social Security. I mean, I want to make sure we protect it. Feenster says Social Security should be in addition to money saved from individuals over their working years. The bottom line is Social Security has always been a supplement, and we have to make sure that it's a supplement that there's extra dollars uh, that people have saved up when they retire so they can have Social Security and extra dollars from a supplement that they've achieved over the years. One way Feenstra says the House Ways and Means Committee is looking to help the Social Security Fund is by ensuring everyone, specifically younger generations, know the power of saving or investing their money. The thing that we want to do is start with those that are starting first job, 21 to 25, how they can start saving in an annuity or how they can save through a life insurance. But understanding because their Social Security might not have as much dollars in it as what our currently seniors do. So we have to know we have to make changes, but it's going to start at that early 21 to 25 year old age and not affecting current seniors. But we got to do it in the next year or there's going to be effects in, in seven to eight years. Feenstra's latest stance on Social Security is to punish and deport illegal immigrants who defraud and take advantage of receiving federal funding without working themselves. Feenstra says, I will not tolerate individuals who break our laws and steal from American taxpayers. The consequences for Social Security Fraud Act did pass the U.S. House with a vote of 272 to 155, but it's unlikely uh, to gain any traction in the Senate. And even if it were to make it to the president's desk, highly unlikely it would be signed into law. And the Greene County Sheriff's Office is asking for the public's help in finding a Jefferson man who has outstanding arrest warrants for alleged sexual abuse of a child. Authorities are searching for 33-year-old Olvin Aguilar Flores for three counts of sexual abuse of a minor for sexually assaulting two juveniles over a span of six years. Aguilar Flores was arrested on March 4th of 2023 for second-degree sexual abuse but was released two days later after posting a $25,000 cash bond. Authorities are questioning if Aguilar Flores fled the country due to his uh, turning over of his Honduran passport, ID, as well as his birth certificate. There's now a nationwide warrant for his arrest, and his cash bond has been increased to a half million dollars. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Greene County Sheriff's Office by calling 515-386-2136. And that is going to be wrapping up your KCIM Midday News. For these stories and many more, check us out online by following us on Facebook and X. On the web at carolbroadcasting.com or through that Carol Broadcasting mobile app available on Google Play in the Apple App Store. I'm Nathan Cohns reporting, wishing you a great weekend.